Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to Life Logistics today. Here we are to solve all your problems and your woes. And, you know, we've just said recently, you know, the weeks, we'll, we'll just fucking answer any question you've got, basically, about anything. It doesn't need to be a shit. problem. Just anything that you want to ask us that's troubling but don't, you. Uh, also, don't feel obliged to follow our advice. Yeah. I feel we need yeah. to say that in case someone dies. Yeah, for you legal know, reasons. Like, we're not saying we're experts, right? Mm. What we are saying, well, actually, Andy is a logistical expert. Well, yeah. But... I'm more of a dabbler, but <laughs> what we are saying is... I'm a weekend you, logistica. Yeah. What we are saying is, ask us something, we'll tell you what we think. Mm. Doesn't mean you have to do it. Mm, just opinions, I mean, isn't it? I might tell you to jump off a fucking bridge. This is a cult do start, it. isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's just our, it's just what we reckon. It's a bit of like what we'd probably do, I suppose. Yeah. I like to think that um, if we could wanted to start a cult, we probably could. You know, I think we could easily get a start, cult going. Cults have been started with less oh, definitely. than what we've got definitely. with the IFS. Mm. But uh, you know, maybe in the future we'll see how things pan out. Because you, you do never you like know. films about cults? Do I like films about cults? Did you say? Yeah, yeah. But I'm not particularly. Or like programs and shit. You yeah, know, it's I, quite I, good, I do. Isn't it? I do. Yeah, documentaries. Yeah. Yeah. I like to uh, analyze the psychology of it all and how people yeah. can find themselves in that sort of situation. It's sad. I find it, I find it utterly... Um, I, uh, what's, what am I trying to say? I, I can totally understand how people end up in cults. <laughs> it's not in the least bit strange to me. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying I would, but that's only there but for the greater God, yeah. right? I've been lucky in, in my life to have certain things that have, I suppose made me less vulnerable than I others. I am more emotionally right? agile than those people. Oh, well, actually, I'm not. I don't <laughs> think I'm emotionally or mentally particularly, you know, healthy. But what I do think is that, I, you know, well, put, put, putting myself out of it, I think that everyone wants fucking answers and direction yeah. in life because it's, it's, why, it's you know, why people take up religion. Um, lots of people who don't have that are the sort of people who end up, you know, becoming... Uh, having problems with drink or substances or maybe something else. Some people become like workaholics. Mm -hmm. You know, they throw themselves into things so heavily to distract from the fact 
life is fucking arbitrary. It's confusing and it's scary, right, mm. for everyone, right? And so you need something to depend on. You need someone or something to fucking tell you what you should be doing and where it's all going. Yeah, exactly. And so a, a cult makes perfect sense because there is such comfort in yeah, that. Do you know what I mean? All the decisions are taken away from you, aren't they? It's all taken away from you. It's why, you know, a lot of prisoners, like my old mate Bruce Reynolds, a great train robber, and he said he had some of his happiest days of his whole life were when he was in Nick. Yeah. Because you didn't have to think about anything. Mm. You know, you just knew what you were doing every day. It was a nice standard routine. Do you know what I mean? And he said his missus used to get the right hump with him when when she when he said that in interviews. So he actually said it to me once when I was interviewing him and he said don't don't write it. But he, I mean to be fair, he did make his prison experience sound fucking great. But I think that's because he was high security and he was in with all the right, with all the proper villains, yeah, old school. Uh, so was, there was, was uh, they probably had someone else to slop out for. Yeah, them. and he was, he'd have been highly regard, regarded. He was an alpha prisoner, wasn't he? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He probably got to wear his Savile Row suits yeah. when he was on the wing. He was grouty level. It, no, he really was. Yeah. I mean, they had this wing in high security, and it was like him, what one of the Richardsons. And fucking, you know, one of his mates from the train room, like all those sorts of people, right? And it was, he goes, there's only about six of us. He went, and I always remember him go, he goes, well, you'd work out all day because there's fuck all else to do. So you'd just lift weights and exercise all day. So by the end of the day, you'd be that full of fucking endorphins. You'd feel like King fucking Kong. You're in the shape, <laughs> shape of your life. He goes, and then once that day, once the hard work of that was over, we'd all gather in someone's in Charlie's room. Yeah. He goes, and the only thing we had, we, we had no access to booze, so we all took up smoking weed, right? <laughs> or hash. And I thought, this is amazing. Because there's yeah. all these fucking villains from East London and South London all coming together and just fucking getting high like Pumping a bunch of shit. Pumping smoking weed. He, yeah. He goes, and what we'd do is, we'd all, we'd all get together at the end of the day. We'd feel like King Kong. And we'd all start passing these massive joints around and then you'd get the munchies and Charlie would get out his Bunsen burner and start cooking pancakes for all of us. <laughs> and we'd have pancakes with sugar and lemon. He went, and we'd be high as a kite. He goes, and most nights I'd have to crawl back to my own cell because I was laughing that hard, pissing myself laughing. He goes, I look back on those days and I, the missus hates it when I say this, but it's the best fucking time of my life. And I go, it fucking sounds it, mate. Sounds incredible. Um, you could sell holidays yeah. on that basis, couldn't you? You could sell yeah. experience fortnights. Pancakes, Pancake weightlifting and weed. Yeah. <laughs> With some of Britain's most notorious villains. Who <laughs> yeah. just tell you loads of amazing anecdotes yeah. about their bizarre lives. Do you know what I mean? But on, exactly tell us like, another one. When people, when, tell us another one about when you electrocuted that geese's <laughs> testicles. <laughs> But like when people are in the military and they go in the military when they're like 17 and then they come out yeah. in their 40s and they can't cope mm. with civilian life because they've been institutionalised. No. That's that's but that's, I, that's I, like being in a cult. It's not you haven't chosen to be in a cult. You didn't think you were going into some kind of institutionalised setup when you did it, but you're in that and then you come out and you can't you can't, can't deal function. with everyday life. Yeah, because life is a fuck. It is confusing. We've all got our own codes. I mean, you grow up in your family and the way in which your family do things. Right, mm. you think that's just how life's led, mm. right? Yeah. Because you don't know any different, and then you kind of start going out into the wider world, and you at first you fight against it. I remember turning up at university and like little things. You're sharing a house all of a sudden with twelve mm. other cunts, 
and little things that people do just slightly differently, you're like, what the fuck are you doing, mate? Yeah. Are you mental? <laughs> because you've never <laughs> seen it any other way. I can't even remember. It's shit like how you make tea. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Or something like that. You go, you fucking off your rocker, mate. You're, you're putting, putting a fucking... Hang on, hang on. That cream's gone. You've put jam, then cream. What the fuck? <laughs> what are you? Are you some sort of fucking communist, mate? Fuck me. I didn't know I was living with about much of fucking freaks. Because you, and then you fight against it for a few years, and then you start to realize, oh no, different people are different. And you just got to fucking go along with it. And then you start to think, oh, there's no certainty or structure whatsoever to this life, is there? Mm. It's all completely arbitrary. I mean, a plane could fall out of the sky on my fucking head at any moment. Yeah. Right? And that's quite scary. So then if someone comes along as. Well, to plug another one of our podcasts, which is really genuinely good, the Chris Ryan podcast that, that is out. Yeah. I think it was episode three is out at the moment. It's called Life or Death with Chris Ryan. He speaks to all these these guys, mainly ex-special forces, so Navy SEALs, SAS, etc. And the first question he always asks them is, what was your childhood like? How did you end up in the army? And they all say, I had an unhappy, difficult childhood. Yeah. Right, so it might have involved abuse or poverty or lack of love mm. and stability, and that is what pushed <clears throat> them into the arms of the military. Because they all say, when I joined the military, I couldn't believe it because there was people who had my back, there was people who yeah. cared about me, there was a, and there was a structure, yeah. and they fucking love it, right? They get immersed in that, and I think that's how cults work. It's, and it, it makes me makes it sound like I'm criticising any of these things cults have a bad name right there's probably some cults that are quite pleasant to be a part of you always think cults start nice but in the end the geezer at the top wants to shag everyone that's basically what you think but that's 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 the whole world it's like in theory communism is a good thing in theory when you look at when when it's written down but then there's always some cunt near the top who either wants to keep all the money for himself or shag all the women and the trouble mm. is people just always spoil everything. They do, yeah, because the people too many people have instincts that ultimately are about self interest. I don't I don't believe that of everyone, <clears throat> but I think those people will always somehow exploit the situation yeah. and take hold at the top. Yeah. I don't think everyone but I think that, you know, these ideas exist because I think most people uh, understand the the benefit and the virtues of like collectivism. But um, there'll always be some cunt who thinks, oh, I could fucking slip yeah. in here and, and, like, get... Hey, I could get... I've been thinking. <laughs> Stalin's like, I've been thinking, right? I reckon I could get loads of fanny out of this situation. <laughs> right? Yeah. A lot of these dickheads, they've got, they've taken their eye off the ball. They're, they're talking nonsense about us sharing everything, they're, right? They're, they're busy they, with their potatoes and everything. And uh, sharing well, they're the all rice. busy doing that. I could fucking get in at the top, secure the top spot. Next thing you know, fucking fanny central. <laughs> That's what happens. That's what happens. <laughs> and there'll always be a Stalin thinking that. Yeah. It's power. Power, to be power fair to Jesus, corrupts everybody who gets it. To be fair to Jesus, that's why Jesus is such a popular story. Mm. Because, I mean, you know, I don't, I haven't read um, the Bible really. There's but not much funny in as it. I understand, there's not much fun, Although, no, he did have some funny, didn't he? He did have some, yeah. Because Mary Magdalene, but well, I think she, she was a prostitute. Pro- she, she? She, was a, she was a brass. You'd have yeah. thought Jesus wouldn't have had to pay for it. That's weird. 
Hey, maybe I will tell you, lads, I have never paid for it in my life. And they go, oh, that's bollocks. What about Mary Magdalene? Everyone knows she's a brass. Yeah, yeah. she might be a brass, but she didn't charge me. I got it free. And I went with her because I knew she'd be dead good. Because she did it with <laughs> she loads knows of what fellas. She's doing. Think about it. She's experienced, right? And she said, that's free. That's on the house because I, I actually like you proper like. Or he'd said, he said, yeah, I did pay for it. So what? That's me king. You know what I mean? <laughs> I get a kick out of it and then over the money. That's as much, That's as good as the actual doing it bit. It's a role play situation. No, that she belongs to me because I've paid for me, her. It gives me a tremendous rush of power. And that's what I'm all about. Power. No, what I was going to say was he didn't, He di- as I understand it, he didn't try to take power of everyone. No. Quite the opposite. He was happy to have himself killed. Yeah, yeah. To make some sort of point. He's probably so sick of he, it. He, he, I'm fucking sick of this. Time to check out. Crucifixion, I wouldn't fucking say no. Over the Easter weekend. relief. <laughs> blessed relief, to be honest. It's Easter weekend. You've always got to see fucking I'm, relatives, I'm haven't you? Which is, Fucking nightmare. I usually go up to my room and have a kit throughout the whole thing. But if you want to crucify me, fine. TTFN, dickhead. Next thing you know, fuck. Resurrected. Guess Got what? it. <laughs> yeah. But then what happened after that? He just fucked off. Don't after the resurrection. Around. Did he just wander off into the sunset and then it just came up with the, the end? I don't know what happened after the, the resurrection. I don't know. Watch a film of it. All right. It's probably in the Bible. There's, there's no way I'm fucking reading the Old Testament. I've got so much reading that's the to get Testament, for as it is. The Old Testament's all the fire and brimstone Oh, yeah, stuff. yeah, that's all the other fuckers, yeah. I'm not reading the New Testament. I've got plenty of books on the go at the moment. All right. I might see if I can get it on I the just, Kindle. Yeah. I think you can just, um, scroll, just scroll at the end. It, and it better be free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is the Bible free on Kindle? Well, you know. It should be. The Christians well, it's have copyright, got, so by rights it should they, be. My mate, the Archbishop of Banterbury, has got to fucking get his wages paid somehow to so start paying for your Bibles, dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> no one pays to go in a church, right? Do yeah. they? Well, they no one pays for the Bible these days. You're expecting to donate, aren't you? The, yeah, but people are fucking around. chucking in bits of old lint Buttons from their pocket. Things, yeah. Moody fucking Scottish half pennies yeah. from, that have been out of date for years. They're chucking all of that in. No one's putting in big money. I don't know how they're making their dough. Mm. They must have a Patreon account. Yeah. They might give out. They must give out bonus content on their Patreon account or something. I reckon. Yeah. Should we look at some of these letters? Then? I suppose we could do. Yeah, that's what we're here for, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Calvin McDonald. Hey, Hotshot and Andy. I'm dropping Hotshot because I noticed oh. that on our the wonderful, really, I can recommend the um, Top Light Time Machine fan group. It's the unofficial Facebook group, uh, which is called the uh, Iron Finance right. Society on, on Facebook. Yeah. It's really good. And there's someone on there whose nickname is Hotshot. And I just, I don't want to tread oh, on his toes. Oh, Hotshot before all of this. He hasn't I think he was, it. yeah, yeah. Well, it might be that that's why it dropped into my head. I don't know. One day I just said to you, Hot, I think Hotshot's a good nickname. Yeah. And you went, yeah. And I think you suggested I should claim I got it from roller skating, yeah. right? And I thought, yeah, I'm really warming to this idea now. So I have been spreading it around, just locally. I've been spreading rumours around that I was a roller skate champion. Yeah. But now this geezer said, Hotshot's taken. I thought... No, I'll leave him to it. I think yeah. he had it first. If so he's, I'm going if back he had to it nifty. first, that's fine. But if he's just adopted it because you have, then... Well, I'll do some digging. But he account. reckons he had it first. 
I re- anyway, he says, hey, hotshot, I'm Andy. This is from Calvin McDonald. I recently turned 29. With that has come a stage in life where apparently I can't just eat what I want and mm. do no exercise and expect not to see any repercussions from that. Mm. Things aren't exactly code red, but it's clear that a lifestyle modification will be necessary. I seem to recall Sam saying that when he gives up sugar, the weight falls off. <laughs> Does this include sugar-free drinks? What about snacks? Where am I getting the sweet oh, pleasure in my up. diet? Advice on this diet, on this is very much appreciated. Cheers, Calvin. P.S. I'm shit-faced and Norwegian. Wow. Well, I mean, there's this thing called metabolism, isn't there? Mm. And when you're younger, your metabolism burns up more energy. And mm. when you get older, it doesn't. And you get fatter. So you've got to be a bit mm. more careful. And I mean, that's, that's, that's fucking pretty much with everyone. Some people mm. are weird. They've got metabolisms where they just stay thin forever. Good luck mm. to them. I mean, I think quite, quite honestly, I've... I'm carrying a few pounds, but fuck me, I've mm. put work in on it. I've mm. really put a shift in. <laughs> and I think, by right, I should probably be a lot fatter than I actually am. So I think yeah. there's a thin man's metabolism going on inside there here. Is. But I've just actually just oh, gone for it that's, to such extremes. Actually, that's impressive, yeah. I, th- I think it is. I've been, I, I was doing some exercise. I got, I got a running machine a couple, for, for, for six months ago when this all started. Yeah. Got a running machine. I was using it regularly. I haven't used it for about six weeks now. And I haven't put any weight on because I was weighing myself. I haven't put any weight on in the six weeks that I haven't been exercising mm. properly. What's that about? I'm still living like a pig, Sam. But um, that's why I think thin, it, man, thin man's metabolism going on in here. I think that you... Well, first of all, I'd say don't be completely against the idea of putting on a bit of weight when you get older because I think it actually is quite a good thing you need a bit of weight on mm. you to look like a man yeah I, I, used, I, was, I was very skinny in my 20s right yeah. and then when I was 32 I had my first child and I remember thinking I saw a picture of myself holding my daughter mm. and I just thought fuck me I don't look, I don't look like a dad <laughs> I didn't look like that right. I was still really skinny still had hair mm. and I thought I look like a fucking man baby a, a teenager boy, who's been handed a, a child yeah, a, whi- a, a whippersnapper yeah. you gotta look the part so I decided I'm gonna start putting on a bit of weight of course you right? did yeah. <laughs> but it was quite it was quite difficult because I, I used to be very neurotic about what I ate I think I had a bit of a condition because it was partly because um, when I was very young I was quite I was podgy when I was at primary school so I was very paranoid about weight after that and then my first job out of university, I worked on Men's Health magazine, and it, that was like a fucking cult. I tell you, if you're just writing mm. every day about shit to do with fitness and healthy eating, mm. then it fucking infects your mind, right? Mm. And you start fucking living like that. And even after I left, I carried on. But then when I got my 30s, I thought, right, it's time to chill out, dickhead. You can't be fucking worrying about this shit all the time. Mm. So I tried to put on a bit of weight. So it's not too bad. But uh, if you want a quick a bit of advice... I would say, yeah, when I feel like it's going too far, the easiest way to do it is to cut out all sugar. All fucking sugar It's the easiest way. People will talk about all this other shit, like high protein, no carb, all that. Fucking drop the sugar Mm. and the weight will go. Sugar is fucking mad for weight, right? Um, But it's true. I'm 45 now and I probably exercise now, especially during lockdown in particular, more than I've ever exercised in my Mm. life. And yet, and my diet is sort of reasonable, but not great, you know. Um, but the thing is, at this age, if I was exercising to the degree I exercise now, 10 years ago, yeah, I would have looked like fucking Rocky, mate, yeah. right? But 
as it happens, I'm just just about fucking keeping a lid on my belly by fucking running and doing weights and shit yeah. every fucking day. Jalapeño. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jalapeño. I think it's fine to be a bit fat. It's absolutely yeah. fine to be a bit fat. Um, the the worst thing you can do is to end up with a, an unhealthy relationship with food, where it dictates yes. your lifestyle and it takes it's over your mental you, health as well. You exactly. Know? Like yeah. if you're too exactly, you know, where you're worrying about the calorie content of everything you're eating or how much you're eating each day, and that 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 it's just dangerous it's just, shit. It's, it's another anxiety. Yeah. It's another anxiety. It's like. I don't have scales in my house, mm. right? Because I think you need, of course, you need to eat healthfully, right? You need to put decent stuff inside your body once in a while, right? And we all fucking know, no one's stupid about what, what is bad for you and what's good for you and what puts on weight and what doesn't. But if you are fucking tracking your weight every day, and I know people who do that, mm. and they, you become obsessed, and it's just one extra anxiety on top of all the fucking other anxieties that we've all got to deal with every yeah. day. Well, so that's what don't I was doing. worry. When I stopped, when I got the yeah. the runner machine, I did start doing that. I bought some skills and I was doing that, but I wasn't obsessed with it. It was just curiosity. I was wondering. Yeah. I, I found it curious. I'd weigh myself last thing at night, and then I'd wake up the next morning, and I'd lost three pounds from yeah, being weird, asleep. I thought yeah. that's good. I got better. Well, it depends if you're quite. It depends how much you dream. Like if, yeah, you, if you have a right good really, dream up, that yeah. burns a lot of calories. Yeah, if you're but if you have about, one of those nights, like, you just have a couple of small dreams. It doesn't like do when much. you see a dog whimpering and kicking a bit when it's dreaming because it's dreaming that's mm. like chasing rabbits or something like that. You, you it's dream burning a lot of calories. We, we dream like that as well, and we can burn off calories from yeah. um, highly physical yeah. dreams like that. But don't- I dream ever since I've been vegetarian. I often dream about chasing a um, a butcher boy on a bicycle Ooh. with a string of sausages. Yeah. Right, and, you get and them that's and you sort of off. been like behind him in the, in, and I've smelt them, and I'm just in the dream. I'm just chasing this bike, but yeah. I can never quite get the sausages. Uh, but when yeah. I wake up, I've usually lost a few pounds, so it's worth it. It's worked out, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah just just try not to have any kind of unhealthy relationship with food. Don't worry about it. It's yeah, all right to be that's a bit really fat. Good advice. Just because your BMI index says that you are obese, don't fucking worry about. It. Did you see the state of um, former MP? and paedophile Cyril Smith, how fucking big he was. Yeah. I'm not I'm not holding Cyril huge. Smith up as some kind of poster boy for obesity or overeating mm. or paedophilia, but he mm. was fucking huge, and he lived till he was like 85 or something, Cyril Smith. The, the fat cunt's fat cunt. Exactly, yeah. Donald Trump. I, uh, Look at the state of Donald I, Trump. I know. You can't believe You're thinking, fucking, why isn't he dead? How's he not dead? How's it, how Boris did he Johnson. fucking survive COVID? Boris Johnson's totally out of shape. He survived COVID as well. I went, um, I went to the doctor once about ten years ago, and I had I'd basically been on a run of six months where I really hadn't been without a cold, mm. and I just felt this is really bad. This is really I'm run down seriously because yeah, it's only a cold. You shouldn't go to a cold to a doctor for a cold. But I thought I've just been nonstop unhealthy for yeah. six months. I'd go to the doctor. I said, "What's all this about?" And she goes, what do you eat? And I go, thing is... Do you like egg? I eat... Do you like egg? 
I said, I, I, I do a lot of exercise. I run a lot, right? And um, I said, and I eat really healthily. Like, I try to not eat too many carbs in the week. She went, what? what? Oh, fucking arsehole. Have some pies, you cunt. Is that's basically what she was like? I was like, you know, like I try not to eat too much pasta. I said, you know, blah blah blah. And she went, why not? And I said, well, you know, because I think it's healthy. And she went, listen. She went, you're busy. You got, you know, busy with work, busy with being a dad, and you're going out running. She went, do yourself over. The the best thing I can tell you is just start eating what you fancy. Yeah. Right. She went, don't. She went, of course you should be, but you should be eating what you want. She went, no wonder you're ill. If you're really busy, which everyone fucking is, I was not no busier than the next cunt, mm. right? But especially when you're a dad, like he's 29, he'll be a dad soon. You get fucking busy in your 30s. Mm. In your 40s, when you're like me and you, you, you start easing into the just rest lifestyle yeah. a little bit more. I love it. <laughs> right. But when you're in your 30s, it, things get fucking tough, actually. That's why a lot of blokes lose their mind around then, right? Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, fucking have a pie, mate. I, I remember leaving the doctors and I went straight to the newsagents and got a Snickers. <laughs> I remember that Snickers really well because I hadn't had one I'm for fucking ages. Snickers. Brilliant. It, it tasted so sweet. Yeah. I went, cheers, doc. Yeah. I'm off to get a Snickers. Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't fucking think that you need to comply to some fucking society-defined body shape or anything like that. Just fucking do a, what you fucking it's want. A, it's a conspiracy, isn't it? Yeah. Just don't fucking overdo it. Yeah. If anyway, you, we I hope mean, that I've helps. Got, I've got, you know, you're looking at like Cyril Smith and, and Donald Trump and people like that who, who died <laughs> in their 80s. Fat as no. fuck. I've got a mate who used to um, cycle everywhere and he was doing a, a, a charity cycle thing in Newcastle and he died halfway through it. His heart fucking just packed up halfway through. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you wouldn't have seen that coming. You couldn't have seen that coming. No. That happens sometimes in the same way that people who are incredibly fat live long lives. There's no fucking rules. Oh, man. Just fucking... No, there isn't. I mean, it's, it's actually in the lap of the gods. It, your genetic makeup is the most likely yeah. thing to dictate when you fucking die. Yeah. I mean, I've got fucking... I mean, I know people who are in their 50s and they're fucking still bang on the gear, bang on the booze, fucking, you know, eating, like, rich food, fucking going to restaurants every day for lunch, never fucking mm. lifting a finger of exercise... And they're fucking trucking. They're still they're still trucking. You know, they go to the doctor. They get tests once in a while. They think, oh fucking hell, I'm probably going to die. I better go and get tested. Mm-hmm. They go and get a blood test. You're fine. Your yeah, liver right. function's fine. Your yeah. heart's fine. So you don't know. I mean, at the same time, you know, get your heart checked out and your blood pressure if you're mm-hmm. a, if you're a bloke over forty because that's the biggest killer. So you should go and get your blood pressure yeah. tested. I need once to get in that done. While. Yeah, me too. Yeah, let's sort that out. Sort that out this week. Got a lighter one here if you're interested. Hi, Sam. Hi, Andy. I'm that cunt whose question about cat holiday logistics sparked the accidental nonsense discussion. I have no recollection of no that No idea whatsoever. what you're talking about. But he is... Oh, the accidental the... nonsense thing was you and your mate, wasn't it? Having a look in the school uniform shop. Oh, yeah. That was that. But I don't know <laughs> uh, that led uh, he, to that. He's actually identified himself in a clearer way by signing off from James, partner to top TFTM artist, Last Supper creator, Hannah. Last sub the the TFTM Last Supper paintings um prints uh, are framed and available on our website and they're fucking great. And Hannah is the lady that painted it and James I think runs No Context Top Flight Time Machine on he Twitter. Does, yeah. Which is a good Twitter account. Anyway, he goes, Anyway, we found this lady cat and we can't think of a bloody name. Can you help? Well, 
the cunters can't see the picture. So, but it is a fucking amazing cat. It's black and it's got a really funny look on its face. Mm. Now, they say they found it, so I'm not sure whether we can endorse this. <laughs> found it. What do you mean you fucking found it? Because the picture is this cat looking unimpressed in a forest. So maybe it's a maybe it's a forest cat. I don't know. But I, I, they say they this. found it. Why it's it's on this? our contact at TF Time Machine inbox. Got it. And it and it's from James Bloodworth. Got it. We found um, this lady cat, and we can't think of a bloody. It's just a cat in a forest. I I don't know whether we were. I mean, of course, we can help you name your cat. I mean, that sort of thing we'd be really good at. I reckon. But um, well, Bob does this. Bob does cat names, and he charges eight quid for them. On Twitter, oh, right. so, I mean, I don't oh they're trying to get a fucking freebie off of us, uh, aren't you've they? You've just got to, well, yeah. Got to Tweet this to Bob. Bob Mortimer. That's your best bet. I don't feel completely comfortable getting involved because it feels to me as if there's a possibility you may have stolen this cat. Yeah. My mum's had cats stolen off her before, and it's not a nice experience. <laughs> so, is it? It's not nice having your cats on. So, if you're stealing a cat, and, and let me tell you, every person who's ever stolen a cat never thinks they've stolen a cat. I didn't steal it. Mm. It just started coming round and when we started feeding it and next thing you know, we're giving it its own name and collar. Mate, that's fucking He's stealing. stolen it. It wasn't fucking stray before and it had come from somewhere. It wasn't stray. Of course it's going to come round asking for food. It's a fucking cat. That's its instinct, right? Don't exploit that, right? You're a cat thief. Mm. James, there is a chance you could be a cat thief. If you found that cat, have you worked hard enough to identify who its rightful legal owners are? I don't want to name it in case I become complicit in this cat theft. Yeah. But if you ask Bob Mortimer on Twitter, he will give you a name well, for he eight just, quid. He just tweets lists. He doesn't ask too many questions, does he? He just tweets lists and you can just take your own and just send him eight quid. Pick one yeah. from the list and send the eight quid in. Is it um, what, in a, a check? You, I think it's a check. A, I think so, right. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, yeah do, I'm, do not, that. I'm not naming we, no We'd rather not cat. get involved, yeah. There's one here, uh, it's the follow-up to the cockerel one. Do you remember the other week the fella had a cockerel and it was waking him up at four in the morning? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, it's Adrian Lester. He says, hi, chaps, a few weeks ago you gave me some cockerel advice. I had a non-Lampard chat with my neighbour. He specified that it was a non-Lampard chat. Yeah. Okay. And he said the cockerel is rogue. And it's only in his garden waking people up because it wants to shag his chickens. Yeah. It's not my cockerel. Hey, mate. Yeah. I'm not being. I'm not. I'm not being fucking Lampard about it, right. But can you shut that fucking cockerel of yours off? Ah, <laughs> uh, it's not my fucking cockerel. It's cock- rogue. Yeah, it's in my garden. I saw a squirrel in your fucking garden. Are you responsible for that? Just because it was in your garden? No. Well, shut up. It's then. no to do with me. It's a street cockerel. <laughs> I can't stop it. <laughs> call the fucking council. Cockerel department. department. Good luck with that as well. They won't fucking answer. Believe me, I've tried. I've tried. I was, I was on hold for about fucking hour. In the end, I gave up. Oh, God. <laughs> fucking hell. Here's one. Here's one from Xenoxy45. He says, any tips for somebody who's written a children's book but doesn't mm. want to pay the three grand upfront cost that publishers are asking for illustrations and that? Bullshit. That's, that's what not, publisher are you speaking to, That's not to, a legitimate publisher. We've both Life. written books. That's not a legitimate yeah. publisher. Yeah, who's that. this fucking John Publisher? Hello. Yeah, pub- yeah, hello. Who is it? Oh, Publisher. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's me. Hang on a minute. Hang on. I've got to go in another room. It's a bit quiet here. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. I've got a punter on. Yeah, it's about go the on. books. What? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, no problem. Yeah. Now, oh, okay. Kiddies books. So you're going to want drawings. Now, have you done the drawings yet? No, thought not. Right. That's fine. You're going to have to pay me £3,000 to arrange for the drawings to be drawn. Yeah. If not, we can't publish it. And I'll, I'll, so don't I'll get... I'll, what I'll do is I'll get... I'll be able to get for that three grand I can get Quentin Blake or an industry yeah. equivalent. <laughs> now, I wouldn't worry. Oh, no, no, no. Don't worry about the three grand, right? Because... The way books are at the moment, there is a huge, huge market for kiddies' books. You'll get that back in I mean, sales, no problem. Granted, I haven't asked you what yours is about, but you sound like a good bloke. I'm sure the book's cracking. Once we get it out, you'll have earned that back and more within the first couple of days of it being in the shops, mate. Have you seen the amount of fucking books that kids buy nowadays? Oh, right? God. Fucking hand over fist. Yeah, uh, trust me, you'll have three grand. You'll have six grand. You'll have doubled your money by the end of the week. How's that? Now... Get the three grand over to me. Cash is best. Yeah. If you can't get cash, uh, banker's draft, something like that. But to be honest, I'll, I'll probably be able to get the drawings turned around a lot quicker for you if you can get me cash. Where, where are you? Where are you I, if you're within 50 miles of me, it's probably best for us to meet up and hand over the cash. <laughs> or leave it At in the service station. Yeah. Do you know Knotsford Services? <laughs> it's off the M6. Now, if you can make your way there, Vinny, hold up a minute. Uh, I've got a couple of bits I need to do. Uh, I reckon I could be there in about three hours. Right. <laughs> uh, but, but seriously, though, fucking hell, no. No, red flag. No, that's bollocks, mate. <clears throat> you don't need to do that. What you, you need to if do you, is... If you need an illustrated book, you need to find an illustrator, but you might. someone might want to collaborate and you split the, the book with... You know, 50-50, if it's a heavily illustrated book, you've done the words, they do the pictures. Uh, it's like, what do you call it? Um, oh, I can't remember. The one who does the Gruffalo, they're a double act. Yeah, Julia Donaldson Axel and Schiffer. Axel Scheffler. Axel Scheffler. I've always been fascinated by Axel really? Scheffler. Yeah. Actually, I think I did once watch a video of them online working together, and yeah. it was quite peculiar. Yeah. yeah. Axel yeah. Scheffler, I should draw the Gruffalo now. You just imagine he's living in the woods in Germany, don't you? She sends yeah. him over the stories. Huh. Hello. Ah, yes, Julia. You're one son of Gruffalo. No problem at all. I just do Gruffalo, but smaller. <laughs> ah, yes, the Gruffalo. Such a timeless character, don't you think? No, again, I do not want pain. I love this. <laughs> I do not need £3,000. I live a simple life here in the Black Forest. <laughs> I feast on nuts and berries I gather from my environment. I build a blood fire every day and I drink spring water from a nearby stream. And I masturbate animals. <laughs> and I sell their seed to local travellers. I rub it into my skin. Anyway, um, that got dark. Um, yeah, get, for there. Get, 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 get an agent. Surely that's the best way to get a book published, to go through an agent, not through, not directly yeah. through a uh, inverted commas publisher. Um, yeah, I mean, and there are a lot of charlatans out there. It is true that you could, yeah, there are, if you're going to go more of a self-published route, Unbound is a, is a very good option. They're a good company. But you need to have can, a following, don't you? You need to be someone who's got some yeah. kind of presence to start with to get the Yeah, for them the money to see some potential in it. They'll, they'll say, well, what have you got? What's your following on Twitter? Do you have a follow? I would start putting bits of your content out somehow online. Mm. 
whether that's Instagram or, or wherever, no whatever platform it, you think is good, fucking... and try to start building a bit of an audience there and engage it. Because then when you do talk to a publisher, whether that's Unbound or to an agent, you can turn around and go, well, look, I've already got this level of interest. So with an extra push, we could get it somewhere. But if you just turn up cold without much experience and without an audience, it's tough. Yeah. So try and try and build up your characters that you've got or the content you've got. I don't know what it's about. But um, try and sort of establish some kind of audience through it by giving little bits away first for free. I would, I would say try and approach an agent. Look online and you can see agents that are looking for children's books. Again, some of them will be charlatans. But it's, mm. as you say, it's a fucking minefield. But definitely the don't writers pay. and artists, The writers and artists yearbook yeah. is the sort of Bible yeah. for this kind of thing. It's about 12 and quid. In the current, it's, it's in your local library usually as well. So in the current that. edition... There's an article by me oh. about how to about how to um how to make fleece money out, money out of, of no, potential authors. <laughs> no, how to how to start your book as a podcast. Oh. Or any idea you've got. It's like how to start but if you've got an idea, you can get it out there as a podcast because it's free to start mm. and just see where it goes and maybe grow an audience that way. Yeah. They asked me to do it. Yeah, so just, I did there was it. a podcast. Seven hundred words, bang, 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 there you go. Send me £3,000 to the following P.O. box, right? I will then explain to you how to make it into a podcast. <laughs> but, yeah, do not pay publishers three grand up front. That's not, no, that's that's, not healthy. That's bollocks, mate. Um, that's about it, I reckon, Sam, for this week. Yeah. We've probably got a couple left over. We'll do them next week. In the meantime, if you've got any logistical problems, send us them via Twitter or via uh, contact at tftimemachine.com and um, it can be anything really you know just anything you're wondering about we'll sort it out for you that's the end of it thank you very much bye 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 Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.